My name is Monica Gleberman, and you're listening to Silence On Set Podcast. On today's podcast, we're talking to the writers and executive producers of How I Met Your Father. The show takes place in the near future. Sophie is telling her son the story of how she met his father, a story that catapults us back to the present where Sophie and her close-knit group of friends are in the midst of figuring out who they are, what they want out of life, and how to fall in love in the age of dating apps and limitless options. So to break down that crazy season one finale and where we could see all of the characters in season two, here's Elizabeth Berger and Isaac Aptica. I have so many questions. I'm just going to jump in. I know it's a little late, obviously, because we're starting season two, but I've been curious. Was it difficult for you guys making the decision to make the original like adaptation for season one? And are there certain things that you do to try to incorporate? Because I see little hints and little things that you guys drop in from the original show. So do you guys like spend extra time to do that and figure out where you're going to place kind of like these little Easter eggs? Definitely. Yeah, I think um, we're always sort of like, what's so cool, or what I think is so cool about the way that the shows connect is that they occupy the same fictional New York. So that means like, there's so many opportunities, whether it's gigantic crossovers from main characters, or just like you're saying, little moments, little background details, little like the similar businesses or or alcohol brands or stuff like that. So we're always talking about what the right balance is and, and looking for places to hide little moments like that, that remind the audience that this exists in the same sitcom universe. The other half of your question, I mean, I think it felt like such an exciting opportunity to us to sort of be part of this beloved show that already had this built-in audience, but also to get to take it and to make it our own just felt so exciting. I mean, Isaac and I, we went to school together in the city and we in Manhattan and we like sort of have all of those New York memories of being together and hanging with your friends and figuring it out. So it felt like this very natural combination of a show that we loved and a time of life that we loved and getting to put those together sort of made it feel so worthwhile to us and so exciting to take on. You know, went to school together, which is so funny because I'm like, you guys are so famous. You're famous writers. Is that also (laughs) kind of crazy to look back and be like yeah we're working on this it's super nostalgic it's fun to be like with my buddy writing this but like to also like know that you guys are like these huge writers that are writing these big shows together uh, that's very sweet we don't we feel don't that feel way. that way at all so thank you. <laughs> it's very nice to hear it from you but uh, i think we mostly feel like the two idiots that met in college somehow it's hanging it's out over, together well over a decade later and we're still lucky enough to get to do yeah. it yeah well i love it and it's some of the best shows that you guys have worked on so it, it's really awesome to see both of you together so of course i'm going to jump into the show yeah i'm so confused you guys <laughs> so with the finale we had i love first of all that we don't know who the sun is right and like that's kind of hidden which is a little different than yeah. the original and all of that kind of stuff i love that we start in 2050 and all of the kind of flashbacks and things that we saw but what's going on so we have ian who we see and you know kim Cattrall's character you know they kind of mention oh this is an important moment this boat situation this captain that we meet we don't really know who these people are this is something important for the future and then you find out that it's Ian and you also see him at the gallery but then you also see little hints of Jesse appearing on like you know in her apartment and there's photos around and what's happening you guys (laughs) (laughs) 
What can you tell me? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's still very early in our series and sort of early in our story. And I think we're still at a point where everyone's an option and everyone's sort of bringing something to the table and very much still viable in terms of endgame for Sophie. So we wanted to make that clear that Ian is still a part of our world, but Jesse is still a big contender and there's still contenders that we haven't necessarily touched on as much, but we will. So yeah, I think we're still in early days here. And I think that just like everyone you date is like, seriously, like in changes your view on love a little bit changes who you are as a person gets you ready for the next person messes you up for the next person so like there's a lot of steps to this story and i think like it, like whether she winds up with jesse whether she winds up with ian they're all important so none of it is like it's all building blocks to get sophie to become the person she becomes um so they're all part of the journey you know in terms of the season will there be a focus heavily on jesse or will ian be a little more of a focus this season or you know elizabeth you mentioned other people so what where, where are we going to see Sophie kind of when we come back? That's interesting. I think as people sort of watch week to week, they will find that there is a focus as we progress in this season. There is sort of one person that continuously we're sort of, you know, zooming in on and telling that part of our story this season. That being said, there will also be other people within this season that make an impression and show up. So a little bit of both. There's a say. lot of dating this season. Our yeah. Season one was so short and <laughs> Hillary, Hillary kind of jumped into a thing with Josh Peck's character drew pretty quickly and Francia and Tom's characters, uh, Val and Charlie were dating from the get go. This season is a lot more single people. So there's a lot of dating. There's a lot of failed relationships. There's a lot of relationships that just go very horrifically comedically off the rails. Um, and there's some serious contenders too. So it's a lot more single people than last year. I know everybody either broke up or you had Jesse hooking up with Meredith. You, like you had like so many things going on. So I guess yeah. it gives you an opportunity to screw us all up <laughs> for the next episode because we have no idea what's to come for this season. I'm so excited. So in terms of the other characters, obviously, because there's more than just Sophie's, like she has all her friends. You had a couple that were married that are no longer together. So like, how are we moving forward as a group as well? Because she obviously a lot of it is an ensemble, right? As the story goes on, which is also amazing because you get to see all these different people and how they're growing and the people that they meet and things like that. So how is that going to work for the season? Is there a focus on how to shift everybody else that's kind of a little lost, I think, when we come back? Yeah, I mean, I think we feel like it is very representative of a group of friends in their sort of late 20s going into early 30s period where people start being in different places in their lives. So you have your people that are still at the starting line in terms of figuring out their romantic lives and they're single and they're dating a ton. You have your people that are way ahead and they're already married. And what is really lovely, I think, is you can still all be best friends and those dynamics can shift at different times. A really solid couple can suddenly break up. Someone that was single can suddenly be in a relationship and that all of those dynamics can swirl and change in a really interesting way. But if you're lucky, your friendships stay really consistent and strong throughout it. So I think we'll be seeing some of that throughout the course of this season. And will we be seeing more of Ellen and like Jesse's, I know, like gay and divorced sister? Like, I really love that whole storyline and stuff that you guys added in there. Are we going to be seeing more of that too? Yeah, I mean, we're going to see Ellen embark on her first sort of real relationship post-divorce and what that looks like for her. So that's a big focus. She's actually one of our more steady relationship characters for a lot of season two. I think that's a really fun new color on her is to watch her kind of settle into something, which happens to be with the woman who lives just across the hall. And that brings its own very unique set of circumstances when you start dating your neighbor. <laughs> I wanted to ask kind of a two-parter, which is what was one of your favorite things, if you can say or kind of tease about this upcoming season that you guys 
did. And what are you looking forward to in terms of the fans? Because we're all so excited. And literally after the finale, all of us were like, what just happened? And like, we're all trying <laughs> to put it together. You, I told you, you guys like broke us. So we're trying to figure it all out. So is there anything that you'd say to all the fans that are so excited for the premiere? I mean, honestly, my favorite episodes of I love a lot I love that we have exciting guest stars I also love that we just get to tell these really fun hangout stories and I think there's a couple of episodes that are really just focused on the group hanging out and being friends and they're really silly and like those are the ones to me that feel so classic and like that they'll hopefully people will love them for a long time so I'm very excited sort of as you get deeper into the season I think the friendships feel even deeper and even more solidified and even even more like you can remember doing those stupid, crazy things with your best friends at this chapter in life. So I'm really excited for people to discover those episodes. I am the biggest fan of the two of you, like I said, and the show is so good. And it brings me back like it's so nostalgic for me. I'm 36 and I watch it. I'm like, oh, like I remember that. And then it's also like something that you want to achieve, you know, like this group of friends and like you kind of want to be them and hang out with them. And, you know, and I also feel like we learn from them and the two of you do do such a good job of instilling these storylines, teaching us, helping us grow as viewers. And so I just want to thank you guys because I'm so excited for the season. Like I said, like I was like tortured in that finale, but I cannot wait to come back and see what you guys have written for us and where all these characters are going to go. I just love them so much. Thank you so so much, much. Monica. That's so nice of you to say. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to Elizabeth and Isaac talk about what fans can expect for this upcoming second season of How I Met Your Father. The show will arrive on Hulu Tuesday, January 24th with the first episode of season two and will consist of 20 episodes one new installment weekly on the streamer so make sure you don't miss an episode and also don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts and head over to our youtube channel hit subscribe so you're updated on all of our video content